Welcome to the Thin Blue Line Outdoors Podcast. This pig came bottling. Just ended up puking last night. It sucked. <laughs> Whoa. Ah! We got it. We wrap it in tinfoil. <laughs> Throw it over the fire. <laughs> Let's see here. And we're recording. All right. All right, guys. Nate with Thin Blue Line Outdoors. I am here with Old Man River, also known as Steve. Uh, you guys watch channel. Steve is a dispatcher here in central Illinois. Um, he kicked Jared's ass at a fishing competition a couple of years ago. Uh, I still think it was rigged. He says I owe him dinner still. I don't, I don't think that's true. That was the bet. Uh, Cody owes you dinner of anybody. Not Cody was with me. Yeah. But he owes you dinner for me not killing a deer two years ago. Oh, that's true. Really? Cody is the central of all, all this that you don't get food pretty much. Cody's the genesis of everything evil, I believe. um so steve had a really really uh successful 2023 season um he didn't get some didn't get him on film but he got the recoveries on film so it's a a step in the right direction with steve um technology and old man who's been around since the biblical age is is hard um but no steve uh you want to jump in and just kind of talk about your 2023 season and take us through some of those hunts um, I've always been just basically a meat eater or a meat hunter, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about three, this have been the third season, but three years ago I had uh, a buck that I had spotted and told Cody that that was kind of the deer I was going to go after. And the two years after that, um, I had it close, but i never could get a shot. I spooked it up at 30 yards last year in the 22 season. And then, uh, this year it came in. I had everything set this year. I had trees marked. I had lanes cut to get to the trees. And mm-hmm. it just kind of came in right there where I was actually doe hunting one day. My season was over by end of October. It was just a quick everything went together season. So is this the first year that you've actually like quote unquote prepped where you haven't just gone out there in a saddle or gone to like where uh, blind might be and or stand? and hunted no this but this is the first year that well i should say the last three years is the ones that i've actually like truly just strictly went after a buck this one buck usually i just basically uh like i say meat hunt what made you want to go after this one buck just how big it was i don't know i've just always wanted if i always said if i put one on my wall it's going to be a big one and i wanted that perfect symmetrical 10 point and so i saw it and here we are uh, talk took me, me, took, <laughs> talk took me a couple years of getting, but where, uh, you know, where, where were you when it came in, you know, all I that. was actually sitting in my ground blind and, uh, like I say, it's a pretty good doe spot and you usually get some smaller bucks up in that area, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, and just walked out there with a doe one day and I actually thought she was going to bust me cause she was, she came out first and then he came out and he was standing 39 yards directly in front of me, but she was off to my left side. And I thought she was going to blow because she just kept staring and staring. And I thought she was going to blow and spook him off. And luckily he turned broadside and I took my shot and she never did blow. The crazy thing is two days later, after I'd already used my buck tag, I had another one came out in the same exact spot, probably the same exact size as this one, if not, maybe even a little bigger. So were were you kind of like kicking yourself? Like I should have gotten another buck tag. I was, but I say I've always just wanted the one from my wall and, Mm-hmm. This was the one I wanted. And I got it. So, what made you not want to saddle hunt that day, or just go well? To- this this fall, it was so warm. 
Mm-hmm. I never even, I bought a brand new saddle. I've had, this is my second saddle. I bought a brand new one for this year, ropes and everything. And uh, it was just so warm. It was, I don't want to, I hate being out there sweating. Cause I just feel like that gives your scent a, a heck of a lot quicker. And so it was 50, 60 degrees. Most days I had to go deer hunting. And mm. so I just sat on the ground and all three of my deer this year came from sitting on the ground. Cause it was so warm. I never climbed up in the tree or at all. This the, year. Did you use the old bucket? Um, I think I had my bucket with me this year. Yeah. Uh, I can't so remember if I had the bucket or the chair in there. So you mentioned, uh, saddle hunting. How, how long have you been saddle hunting for and why did you get into saddle? Um, this was, this was my second season, but this had been my third season with it. And I actually got a new saddle this year. Cause my son said he would like to start going deer hunting. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to have him use my old saddle and I went ahead and got a new one for this year. And like I say, I never had the chance to use it. Mm-hmm. So why did you start saddle hunting then? I don't know. After Cody, I made fun of him when he first did it, told him he was crazy. That looked like Tarzan. Uh, yeah, it kind of looked uh, unsafe. Mm-hmm. Then after I got to looking at it and watching guys with videos and stuff, I thought, well, that'd be cool. You know, I've hunted out of blinds, hunted out of tree stands, hunted on, you know, just sitting up against the tree and something different to try. So, have you seen any? I, uh, have you after seen I any, tried it, I really liked it. Have you seen any differences like between saddle hunting and uh, sitting in a blind or in a tree stand? Uh, well, obviously the trees, you can, with the saddle, you're a lot more mobile. You can get a lot more places. You're not just fixed to one tree mm-hmm. or you're not fixed to one specific blind. Mm-hmm. You're able to go different areas, which I like. I got you. Um, <clears throat> so that was, so in case you guys didn't know, we also did a contest this year with a bunch of team members uh, for the biggest buck. And Steve uh, struck early and survived. It was the biggest buck out of everybody. Um, I don't think anybody really came close to you uh, for size of the buck. I mean, it is a monster. If you check out our Instagram or Facebook, you'll see a picture of Steve with it. Were, were you shaking? I wasn't up until after. Okay. When it went down, that's when I started shaking. Got that buck fever in you? Yeah. But up until after, like I say, when it went down, that's when I started shaking because I knew it was the biggest one I'd ever shot. So. How long have you been hunting for? Oh God! Um, I don't want to age you here or anything, but you know, well, I mean, my arrows. My neighbor back in high school, him and I were best friends. We did everything together, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing back in the day. But we probably started. I was probably 14, 15 years old, and I'm fifty two now. Wow. I took about a eight, ten year break when my son was born. But other than that, I've always I've been hunting for quite a while. So that was your first one, and that was early October, right? The first one this year, yeah. So then what yeah, was, yeah, I don't remember the exact date. But what was the second one like? The second one, I was just, like I say, out on the ground again. I had a doe tag to fill, and uh, I went up. I had another little spot up on the hill that I like to go for does, and it was warm again, so I just took my bucket, went up there, got up against the tree where I'd shot. I usually get does up there pretty good every year. There's mm-hmm. usually a lot of activity, but Unless I, I was probably there. I was probably there half an hour at the most. I hadn't even got all my stuff out of my bag yet. I was just kind of sitting down, cooling off mm-hmm. and looked up and two had came out and standing right in front of me, a uh, mother and a fawn. And so I kind of let them go. Cause I hate to shoot with the fawn right there, but mm-hmm. so I let them walk off. And then the uh, second one came out she was 18 yards away, standing right in front of me. And I wasn't there. Like I say, about 45 minutes at the most before I had shot her. How, so how long were you there for the first one? Like, were you camped out pretty long or was it kind no, of... No, I'd probably been there 
maybe an hour and a half, two so hours. Was that, was that so it's probably an hour before dark? So it was afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we're all we're all three years in the afternoon then. Yep. Have you yep. have you noticed anything like early season afternoons better, mornings better, or anything like that? I don't know. Just depend. My, my main problem is just my schedule. Working third shift, it's easier for me to go in the afternoon than morning. So yeah, that's why most of mine come in the afternoon. Um, so about shift schedule and everything like that. Um, what have you noticed since being a first responder? Um, kind of having that escape to go hunting. What can you kind of touch base on that a little bit? Oh, I love it. I, to me, there's nothing better than being in the woods or being on the water just to clear your mind of everything. Yeah. You don't have the chaos. It's just peace and quiet. Yeah. For how, the most part. Well, how would you, uh, let's say there's someone in law enforcement or first responder, how kind of, I guess, get into a little bit like the benefits and um, of being in the woods, whether it's hunting or fishing or anything like that. Um, you know, obviously we're all in a stressful job, you know, whether you're EMT, dispatcher, uh, Leo or something like that. Um, you as a dispatcher, you obviously hear the calls first and um, have to dispatch it out and stay calm, cool, and collected. Um, but, you know, it sounds like getting into the woods is a benefit for you. Um, how would you promote that to other people? Oh, I think, you know, especially as a dispatcher, I can't speak from, you know, officer, firefighter standpoint, but like for a dispatcher, you know, like an officer, he has that one call he's responding to. Fire department has that one call you're responding to. And, for a dispatcher, you're, you still have medical calls coming in when you're out on traffic stops. And when there's a fire going on, you still have, you know, maybe somebody having a heart attack over here. Or you got a traffic stop and stuff like that. So it's just always chaos. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just like I say, just being out in peace and quiet. And I don't have to listen to phones and play with computers. And it's just get away from everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there. Like dispatch is not easy. Um, I, I mean, when you worked with me, I told you flat out I could never do your job. I wouldn't want to do your job. I mean, you guys actually yeah. have to be nice. So that's the, that's the hard part. It's just, you know, yeah, you guys are on your one call, but there's still all this other going on behind the scenes, and you still expect the dispatchers to answer you when you need stuff. And mm -hmm. So it's just a balancing act. And like I say, I get out in the woods or on the water, and it's me, me, and, me and God's animals. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Steve used to work with Cody and I, and then he left us because he's a traitor. Um, we're not salty or anything like that still to this day, but uh, it, it was it was fine. Uh, Steve, Steve was great to work with, um, very reliable, and a great guy too, even though he's old. I mean, around biblical age. But uh, So your third one. I, now I know it's great. It's probably from you, Nate. <laughs> probably. Uh, we have some funny stories about me calling out different names. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so that the first two you went, you're supposed to be done after that, right? You're you tagged out, you're just gonna do the I was buck in the dough, kind of go into your third one a little bit. Well, actually, after my got my buck in my dough, I had uh never been turkey hunting before. I, well, I shouldn't say that, I went with uh, We've you been and Cody hunting before. <laughs> I went with you and Cody each once and uh just basically do the camera work and stuff like that, but I've never like physically hunted them myself. So I thought, well, I'll get a couple of turkey tags and uh, go out. And so I went out one day, didn't see anything. Like I say, I didn't have a clue of really what I was doing. But uh, then I took you out hunting that one day. I didn't have 
firearm. I didn't have a bow. I didn't have anything with me. I was just out walking around while you were out and saw but three turkeys. So you're swimming in deer while I was just nothing in sight. Yeah, well, I saw three turkeys that day at like 25 yards from me. Like I say, nothing, but I all I could do is stand there and watch them. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the other dispatchers that we used to work with, I asked her if she wanted another deer because I'd got her one a couple of years ago, and she said she'd love to have one. So went out and I got another fucking doe tag. Um, went out another day, went to a different spot where I was originally going to go that I had set up for my big buck that I'd had been watching. And lo and behold, I had a tall tined eight pointer come walking in that day. He came in like it was, I think it was at 17 yards. Wow. Yeah, I watched him to jump the fence and come down the hill and directly at me. I had literally just stood up and uh, to relieve myself and was uh, just getting ready to sit back down, looked up, and here he was coming. So I didn't have time to turn cameras on for anything. I mean, everything just this year just was quick like that. And so I was, that was. I don't know, like the first week of November. So I was literally done by first week of November. Now we've, we've mentioned filming a couple of times. Um, you've recently just started self-filming. Um, you've been <laughs> trying, trying, um, you filmed for Cody and me and, um, some other guys before what, what is the challenges from hunting so long without self-filming to now trying to self-film? I'm sure there's guys out there. Let's get, I don't know. It's very hard. Cause you, you know, you're trying not to keep your movements to a minimum. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're trying to get a camera turned on and then turn the camera towards the deer. And then it's just a real struggle. Yeah. And like I say, this year I didn't have time for anything. Everything was just bang, bang, bang. As soon as I sat down, it seemed like the deer were on top of me. And mm-hmm. so um, I did have the camera turned on for that. Uh, when my big buck came out, I just never had it in record mode. Mm-hmm. but like when they first came out they were literally standing right in front of me and that doe kind of had me picked but she just never blew and so i knew if i was reaching for the camera trying to turn it around she blew i wouldn't have a prayer yeah she would so yeah it's a real struggle trying to to self-film no i i mean hell i've been doing it three years not you know 80 like you but you know in the three years that i've tried to self-film or do anything like that like i don't know i think it's easier to start out doing something so like me hunting i just started hunting just started self-filming so like to me it's easier to get my setup ready to go know what i'm doing versus someone that's hunting for years and years and years just trying to learn how to self-film because like like you said you uh, movement to a minimum and now you're kind of breaking that old habit of trying to be as still as possible exactly so in i don't know it's just a constant struggle trying to figure out what i should go for the camera, go for the bow. What am I supposed to grab first? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just throws a whole different wrench into everything. So do you have any plans for 2024 then for any other? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking I've told Cody, but I might, this might've been my last year deer hunting. It just kind of depends. Um, my brother or my son and my son-in-law both talked about getting into hunting and I'd much rather go f- just watch them and, mm-hmm. and film them and see their, get their first deers and stuff like that. So, I, don't know. I, I say that, but then I go out and when we go to the store and go to Bass Pro and I'm always looking at new deer hunting stuff. So we'll <laughs> see. I just think this year, I don't think I'll ever beat this year as yeah. far as just all, uh, overall season. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I say, I would rather go out and sit with my son and, and watch him do it. But has he you know, he's obviously getting ready to go out on his own as far as uh, career-wise and everything. Has he ever had like an apprenticeship tag or anything like that? No, he never has. Like he's always had baseball, sports. 
yeah basketball and everything so there's just never been time for him to go but he's always been busy after school so he graduates this year right yep so he'll have more time in the fall and everything like that well we'll see he's trying to get into an apprenticeship program right now so we'll see how that goes and okay what happens and where he's at this fall well you can't give up your spot because it's a good spot that you got over there uh, i got like a great spot out there i found it since uh Early or yeah, early nineties when uh, that long. It's actually my mother-in-law's, but it was long before uh, her and I ever started dating. Or I don't even think we knew each other back in the day. But mm-hmm. I was hunting out there. So. How did that? How did you get that lined up? Like family? Uh, basically, uh, her dad used to be my boss. Oh, okay. Way back in the day, so and I'd ask him to go out there hunting, and uh, he said, "Sure." Here we are. Now, full circle, you married his daughter. Yep. Not like that was planned or anything. Jeez. Heck no. <laughs> um, so I know uh, in 2024, we've kind of talked about branding-wise, you know, different shows or anything like that. Are you going to be able to make an appearance to the shows in Peoria or anything like that? I am I told Cody I would uh, – I know I can't do Iowa because I'm working, but uh, I plan on being over there Sunday in Peoria. Okay. Well, this podcast will probably be out maybe the week we're in Iowa. So if you guys are watching this, you want to come Sunday and see Steve, the old man over here, he'll be behind the booth and he'll help you guys out with anything you want. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, Steve? I know you're no. short sweet to the point. No. Uh, maybe some, uh, maybe we'll do a fishing one on one of these days. But, I, would, I, I would rather go fishing than if I had to choose between fishing and hunting, I would go fishing. Why is that? I don't know. I just like it more. I've always, to me, it's a lot easier to gain access to go fishing than it is hunting. Hunting places that you can't hardly get in anymore. Everybody wants to lease. Everybody wants to keep everything for themselves. And I think that's going to be one of the downfalls of hunting is just, you can't hardly gain access anymore unless you've got a lot of money for a lease or then you go, or you're stuck to public ground, which is not that plentiful. Mm-hmm. Or you got a lot of guys that are on public ground. Well, not like that, but like you said, like with, with public ground, like I know we've talked about doing a public hunt uh, different places, but, you know, especially when it comes like first gun season or a rut or anything like that, like the amount of pressure that's already on those deers versus where you have a lease or your own land, like where you're fortunate enough to kind of have your mother-in-law's land to go to, like they're not as pressured. You can control that environment. Sort of yeah, but like when I was younger, you could go, I had an access several different places and now you you can't get in hardly anywhere i don't know if that's because of like insurance purposes which i think some of it is but a lot of people are finding out they can make big money just by leasing their property and oh yeah which i mean you can kind of see their point as far as the landowner they're making money but it just kind of sucks for the middle class guy that's just wanting to go out hunting yeah um so what are your plans with the meat what did you do with the meat Oh, I've done. I do all kind of stuff with the meat. And I mainly just get the back straps and hamburger. I'm do not, any, I don't usually get steaks. And, do what? Do you get any sticks or any uh, salami? I, got a, I think I had uh, four rolls of salami made, but I got the, actually got the casings and everything here. I'm trying to make my own this year. I've never tried it. So. And you know what? You never even offer me any salami either, but we'll let that slide. <laughs> well, you got a deer this year. Did you offer me any? Uh, currently being made right now by Cody at his house. So that's who you got to talk to, not me. I just well, if, I have, if I get if I get around to making the sticks, I'll I'll give you some. 
See, that's that's true friendship right there. Even it though I give you all those gray hairs. Yeah, you've got more than one in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I think because you you mentioned that you might not hunt next year. Um, we'll see. Just depends. I've uh, really gotten into coyote hunting in the last year or two, and I don't know. I really enjoy that. What's the difference between that? for people that don't listen uh, or don't hunt, what's the difference between like coyote hunting? Like what makes it more fun than deer hunting? I don't know if it makes it more fun. It's just different. Something what different. Makes, what makes it different? Uh, you just go out and call for coyotes, stuff like that. As far as like approach deer hunting, you go out and you try to be as quiet as you can. And yeah, you got your grunts and everything like that, but I don't know. It's just something different. And usually I've always coyote hunted after deer season ends, like January, February. Just something to pass the time till fishing season gets here. And I don't know. I've really kind of gotten where I like coyote hunting too, as well as deer hunting. Yeah. But like I say, we'll see what happens this fall. And I've said for the last couple of years, I might be done deer hunting and I always end up going out. So. Are there any uh, tips and tricks that you want to give to new hunters for? Uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that you could pass on to new hunters that are just kind of lost and gone by the wayside. Just, like food plots, they weren't a thing back 25, 30 years ago. And the big, especially the big tower blinds and stuff like that. And guys hunting over food plots, I think it's a whole different uh, approach or atmosphere, whatever you want to talk about, or what are you going to call it? So, how would uh, a new hunter, uh, how would they be able to access or find out some different tricks of the trade or anything like that outside of watching the Thimble Line Outdoor podcast? Um, me, when I was a, I remember I was probably 10, 12 years old. And uh, the only thing I wanted for Christmas was a subscription to Outdoor Life magazine. And my grandpa, that's what they got me for Christmas. And I, I'd read it cover to cover. And I had that all the way up until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just little tricks and just research it like anything else. Just research, get little tips from everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now there's a lot more uh, available with all oh. the social media, everything else. So. But yeah, I think a lot of guys are just in that habit now where they plant a food plot and put up a blind next to it. And that's all they know how to do is I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I mean, that's their own choice. But mm-hmm. so I think a lot of the old ways are starting to go by the wayside. Well, I know you're not a huge fan of the food plots. Uh, and I'm not against it, but it's just, I don't know, at some point with the food plots and the cameras and everything else, at some point, when does it not become true fair chase because i don't use cameras i don't use food plots and like i say to each their own i'm more i'm really a lot more traditional as far as the approach the equipment wise obviously everybody's got their opinions on that so you You mean like no trail cams or anything like that yeah i mean you actually go out like me i'm out of my out there in the woods just constantly just because that's where i like to be so i'm always looking for deer trails and where they're at to me, the best time to go out is searching is like right at the end of the season, beginning of January, middle of January. You can see where all the deer have been. But, you know, a lot of people just like do the trail cameras anymore. And like I say, that's to each their own. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think you can go out and learn a lot more about the woods by being in the woods. Mm-hmm. So now do you use any calls while you hunt? I, I always take a grunt call and it's got uh i think three on it yeah like the doe the doe the doe bleat and the buck grunt so i always have my grunt call 
I've had that one ground call out, I know, over 30 years. So. Wow. And I still use it to this day. It's probably my, my best call. But other than that, I've had I've tried the little deer can, mm-hmm. whatever that thing's called. I've tried that before. I don't know if it worked or not. Now, outside of using rat getters, uh, who's very nice to give us scents and everything like that, have you noticed uh, any scents throughout the year that it helps, it doesn't help, anything like that? I don't know. Um, it, it's, it, I think it's a, mostly about having him in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think that goes with a lot of deer. You know, you might, I've always said that it's crazy to me how you, you'll, you'll never figure out what deer language is. Because mm-hmm. it's like one day you'll have 30 deer out in the field and you go to that same field tomorrow and you won't see a one. And so, but it's like, how do they all know to be in this one field at this one time tonight? Yeah. And so, I don't know, as far as like scents and lures and stuff like that, I don't know if, if you get that one deer that's passing through there, yeah, he's obviously going to hit on it and stuff like that, but you got to have it in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So you're just basically looking for that one pattern. spot yeah that one pattern where he's going to pick up on that but it's always fascinated with me how you see that many deer in one field and they're coming from different directions it's not like there's 30 of them on the one trail going in mm-hmm. and, and it's just fascinating to me how do they know to be in that field and then next night you won't see a one there right and, and it's just fascinating to me well Steve, I know you guys start getting ready for work, man. We uh, we appreciate you coming on, telling your uh, story for the year. Um, hopefully, this is not your last year hunting. Hopefully, you have many, many more years to hunt. Um, well, I'll, I'll still be out in the woods, but if my if my kids don't want to go, then I'll definitely back back out there by myself. But if they're going to go, I'd much rather watch them and film them. I pass it down to them. Yeah, make memories and watching them. So I'm hoping they get to go. Yeah, no, I, I know as a team member, too, we, we love having you on the team, and uh, you definitely bring uh, experience and perspective. I mean, hell, I've asked you multiple times in the stand, hey, I got this going on, what do I do? And you usually tell me just sit still, be quiet, which is extremely hard for me to do. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> we appreciate your time, man. Uh, you know, If you guys get a chance, check out themulineoutdoors.com uh, for all new merchandise that we have on there. Uh, you can see uh, Mr. Rub and – uh, different people that we're sponsored with, check out YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. Um, and go to YouTube and check out Steve's uh vlog that we have from this past year. Yeah, anything else, Steve? Nothing at all. Good luck out in the woods and the one in the water, right on, brother.